الحمد لله الحمد لله وكفى والصلاه والسلام على عباد الحمد لله الحمد لله وكفى والصلاه والسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى اما بعد فاعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم واما من خاف مقام ربه ونهى النفس عن الهوى فان الجنه هي الماوى وقال تعالى في مقام اخر ولمن خاف مقام ربه جنتان وقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم عينان لا تمسهما النار عين بكت من خشيه الله وعين باتت تحرس في سبيل الله او كما قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم respected ulama ikram brothers and elders one little couplet of hazrat allama sayyid sulaiman nadwi rahmatullah alayhi was among the senior khulafa of hazrat thani rahmatullah alayhi these little couplets of the ahlullah they are actually great oceans that are in a capsule and the capsule when it opens up in the stomach then its benefit reaches every part of the body so likewise when these capsules reach the heart then its benefit then permeates all aspects of a person's life sometimes so the ashar and the poetry the kalam of the ahlullah is not just some fancy words some flowery language but it is something that carries along their dard e dil the pain of the love of allah taala the very sweet pain which they tell us about it carries along that with it so allah said sulaiman nadwi rahmatullah alayhi in one little couplet he expressed something and he said that tere gham ki mujhko jo daulat mili tere gham ki mujhko jo daulat mile gham-e do jahan se faragat mile tere gham ki jo mujhko daulat mile oh allah if i am blessed with that pain of your love this is a very sweet pain it's not the pain that makes a person depressed makes a person want to give up life rather it is that pain which was the cry of the heart of the ahlullah that they should be granted this pain so he says when i get this pain and this gham this grief this grief of your love in other words there's a kind of grief in the sense that in this world there is still separation between the lover and the beloved that in this world a person he cannot see allah taala he'll only be in jannat for the believers so this gham and this pain of separation in this world will be there but to the extent that this love for allah taala becomes more intense to that extent gham e do jahan se faragat mile to that extent he will become totally free of the grief of everything else If you look into the lives of the Ahlullah 
that sometimes their conditions are very, very severe in terms of all the worldly situations. Completely without anything in terms of material possessions. Sometimes in severe illnesses and sicknesses. Sometimes in very straitened circumstances. The person forget themselves, merely a person sitting in their company, he forgets all his problems. A person who has come with a heart of grief in their company, he feels lightened. So that is actually the reflection of the heart of the Ahlullah. That those who come in their company with all the kinds of problems, grief, worry, and with their depression, people wanting to commit suicide and what not, carries on. And they come and spend some time in the company of a person who outwardly is in greater problems than them. Who outwardly sometimes is in greater problems than them. Yet in his company, they suddenly feel that all their problems are over now. So this is actually the reflection of what is in the heart of the Ahlullah. And because their heart is so filled with that joy of the love of Allah Ta'ala, that it permeates the heart of those around them as well. Now where does this come from? This comes as a result of that striving for the sake of Allah Ta'ala. Many a times we make the standard of piety the outer things. And indeed these are all things that are included in piety. But it's not the standard of piety. For example, a person is performing a lifetime salah. So this is a fundamental aspect of deen. One cannot omit one salah. person omits one salah, he's not a namazi. Normally you say he's a namazi, he performs four namazes. person who misses one salah is a bare namazi. In the hadith, Nabi Islam says, that man fatat hu salatun. person one salah, he misses one. Then it is like as if all his wealth, all his family has been destroyed. So, such a severe loss won't come to a namazi. So, obviously not even one namaz we can afford to miss. So every namaz a person has to perform. He has to perform all the other ibadah that is compulsory upon him. The month of Ramadan has come, he has to keep his fast. Zakat is due upon him, he has to pay his zakat. Discharge it correctly. That too is very important that how it is discharged. Sometimes it is discharged just by person taking out just randomly some amount. If that random amount happened to be more than what was the obligation, well and good, alhamdulillah. But in that random amount, many a times it will end up sometimes being lesser than what was the obligation. A person has short paid zakat. And when zakat is not paid and that becomes mixed up with the person's wealth, then it sometimes becomes a means of taking everything away. One person came to an alim and mentioned about all his financial woes over time. So various other things he was asked about, everything else seemed to be in place. So he said, please check how you perf- how you paying your zakat. Are you paying it? He said, yes. He said, please check how you're paying it. So after he then started checking, meaning going to somebody to find out what am I supposed to do, how am I supposed to calculate it, and then how am I supposed to discharge it? He found that number one, he was short paying. He was using his own kind of calculations as a result of which he was short paying. He was paying according to the solar calendar. 
He was counting his 12 months according to the solar calendar, February to February. Whereas it doesn't work according to the solar calendar, 12 lunar months. And according to the solar calendar, a person carries on, in 30 years he would have paid one year short. And apart from that, there were other discrepancies. He put that all in order, alhamdulillah, everything came right. All his issues and something was not working, just some, something or the other would go wrong all the time. So this is not the sole reason that something goes wrong. Sometimes it can just be a test of Allah Ta'ala also. But many a times it is as a result of these kind of things. Alhamdulillah, in this person's case, he put that right and everything started getting, coming right for him, started going smoothly. So in any case, the person has to fulfill his salah, discharge his zakat, hajj is far as upon him, he will perform his hajj, and all the other obligations of deen. But the standard of piety really is abstaining from sin. If a person considers carefully, abstaining from sin includes fulfilling the obligations of deen also. Because a person misses his namaz, that too is a sin. It's a very broad thing. It includes everything. And in that is the real mujahada. In that is the real striving from within. And it is the statement of the Ahlullah that mujadalat nafs, where a person fights with his nafs from within, for one moment is greater than a night of nafil ibadat. The nafs is tempting him, do this, and he's saying, no, I'm not going to do it. Say, no, but don't worry, nobody will come to know. Say, I'm not interested whether anybody comes to know or not, Allah Ta'ala knows. And the nafs is now still saying, well, don't worry, make toba later on. So he's saying the nafs, but what if I pass away before that toba? So he is fighting with that nafs. That fight with that nafs for that one minute is worth more than the reward of nafil ibadat of the whole night. Because especially nafil ibadat, tilawat of the Quran Sharif, zikr, dua, tasbihat, tahajjud. Initially sometimes it is a little difficult on the nafs. But a time comes when a person is constant on this, that person actually starts enjoying it then he cannot do without it. Then, when the night comes, he's waiting for the early morning, for tahajjud time. Because now he started enjoying it. After a while, he starts enjoying it. But in giving up sin, there's a mujahada, constant mujahada. So this mujadala and this fight with the nafs, this is something which sometimes takes more out of him than a whole night of tahajjud. And this is the real standard of piety. And this is what Allah Ta'ala speaks about in the Quran Sharif. That the person who will fear standing in front of Allah Ta'ala. This too is an ajeeb thing. One is, person who will fear Jahannam. Person who will fear Azab. Person who will fear some kind of punishment. Allah Ta'ala doesn't say that. Allah says, the one who will fear standing in front of his Rabb. In other words, there is so much of awe, so much of greatness of Allah in his heart, that he cannot even bear that I have to stand in front of Allah with sin on my name. Like a person has great respect for somebody. His Ustad or his Sheikh or his parents, whoever somebody has great respect for. 
And now something happened, he made a mistake somewhere and it became public news. Or oh, that message reached that person only also. And now he just cannot, he knows that person is not going to say one word to him. It was start of his, whoever, he's not going to reprimand him. At the most he'll get some advice, look, this wasn't a good thing. But he just still cannot bring himself to go stand in front there. Why? Not as a result of fearing some kind of punishment. It is the awe and the respect that is now making him too ashamed. That kind of situation is being described in this ayat. Allah Ta'ala, His greatness and that Rabb who's given us everything and now to stand in front of Him on the day of Qiyamah, sin on our name, I can't do this. So, the person who will fear standing in front of Allah Tabaraka wa Ta'ala on the day of Qiyamah. And as a result of that, and he prevents his nafs from its evil desires. And the nafs that is something which will happen all the time. Allah Ta'ala doesn't say anywhere that that person who totally became free of any kind of evil desires, he'll get Jannat. Nowhere it's mentioned. That the person never experienced any kind of evil desire, he'll get Jannat. Taqwa is as a result that the person will have these kind of situations coming up. And that is what will make the taqwa. Taqwa is not that the person doesn't have any temptation of sin coming. That is the angels. Allah Ta'ala created the angels in such a way that they have no distractions, no temptations, no desires, nothing. But insan, this is what makes insan beyond the angels. This is what takes him to a rank which is higher than the angels, that he has these temptations. Angels don't have it. And despite these temptations, he fears Allah Ta'ala and does not give in. And he makes that mujahada. He says, I'll break my heart, but I won't break the command of Allah Ta'ala. I'll break the desire of my heart, but I won't break the command of Allah Ta'ala. This takes him to a rank beyond the angels also. And as a result of this, As a result of this, he will get Jannat as his abode. So, when a person constantly now undertakes this mujahada, he breaks his heart. He doesn't try to save his heart. As in one couplet, poet says that, the describing the heart, that ye aina hai wo aina ke shikasta ho to aziz tar hai nigah hai aina saaz mein he says this heart this heart is normally poets they describe it as aina mura there are various things about a mura which are very similar in the heart a mura is very sensitive very delicate slightest little scratch somewhere and you can't now you'll immediately pick it up. You won't be able to see everything clearly in it now. Bump it somewhere, it'll break. Very sensitive. Heart is similar also. Very sensitive. One small word sometimes will hurt it very deeply. So, he's saying this heart, this mirror is such that when it breaks, it is more beloved in the sight of its maker. The worldly mirrors, when it breaks, you want to throw it away in the bin. Of no use now. But when the mirror of this heart breaks, then this becomes more beloved in the sight of its maker when it breaks for him. When it breaks for Allah. 
So when a person is constantly undertaking this mujahada, this develops and builds that love of Allah Ta'ala in the heart. Now the more this love of Allah Ta'ala comes, then that poet, that poem that we discussed right at the beginning, that when this love comes in the heart, then a person then thereafter is when this gham comes in the heart, this grief of the separation of the love, in the love of Allah Ta'ala, then he becomes totally freed of all other grief. He is now oblivious of everything else. He's human. He will also feel whatever he carries on, but not in his heart. His heart will follow Allah. So what we are being taught in this is that we have to be constantly making this mujahada. Sometimes it is in very straightforward things. He says, my life uh, summary, summary of my effort and whatever my experiences are is in four things only. And a person brings his four things into his life, then inshallah the road to wilayat is open. Not that he's reached there, but the road to wilayat is open. At one time, in the Khanqa in Karachi, this was a lesson that was delivered for maybe few minutes, five minutes, ten minutes, sometimes three, four times a day. <coughs> after maybe the morning majlis, after Asar, maybe sometimes after Maghrib, maybe sometimes after Isha as well, at least once or twice a day. And this carried on for months. When this was the lesson that was repeated, no matter what else might have been discussed, this will get repeated without fail. So says my, that time, it was about when he had initially just written this, he says, I'm 70 odd years now, this is the crux of my 70 years of experience. The person brings this into his life, the road to Ilayat is open. And outwardly it seems very straightforward, simple things, what's so much in it. But the same thing that sometimes these things, depending on the situation, might create a lot of mujahada. But that mujahada is the steam that takes a person at a tremendous pace forward. The two things are the outward things. One is the beard, first length from all sides. One first length of the beard. Now, that's a very simple thing, straightforward. So one first length of the beard. And the other is, for males, always having all the garments above the ankles. No garment below the ankle. Kurta or pants or anything, always above the ankle. There are many ahadis regarding this, the details regarding the beard, the pants, etc. We have read this maybe in the Hazrat's Kitab, etc. which are distributed quite widely. So nevertheless, these are the two things, the outward things. And then the two other things, say in this zamana, this is the mujahada that's left. Person gets this in order, everything is then open for him. The road is open. One is looking after the eyes. Looking after the eyes from all haram. And many a times a person comes, he says, I am managing to do everything else somehow this is the only thing that is letting me down so it's not letting us down we are letting ourselves down and this is where the mujahada is left especially in the zamana that we are living and this is where the promise of the sweetness of iman is in that same sweetness from within tere that gham, that sweetness. In the hadith that we have discussed many times, 
I will give iman, such iman in return, that he will taste its sweetness in his heart. It will be a physical experience. One is that it will bring about sweetness of ibadat. Ahlullah say that the person who slaughters haram pleasure, Allah Ta'ala gives him halal pleasure. He gave up harm pleasure, Allah Ta'ala gives him pleasure in his salah, pleasure in his tilawat, pleasure in his zikr, dua. So that is one thing. But the other is it's a physical experience. It's a real thing. In the depth of the heart. So this is the one aspect. Looking after the heart. The eye. And the eye is the direct road to the heart. The next thing is to looking after the heart. The person looks after the heart. What is his heart? Where is it going to? What is it thinking? Is it Allah Ta'ala or gone somewhere else? So the heart. This is a highway. Everything will come and go. But a person doesn't entertain anything else. Immediately turns the heart away to something else. So in any case, what the lesson was that this ayat of the Quran Sharif, Allah Ta'ala is bringing to our attention that this is that fear that regulates a person's life. Initially it starts off just with pure fear, but then it becomes fear mixed with love. That is what is required. And throughout, when a person is from the time of childhood, certain things are taught by means of fear. He is taught what is fire by means of fear. He is made to touch something hot. How he understands this burns. So he's got the fear of fire now. Other things which are dangerous, he sometimes taught by fear. Don't come near this. So like that we have been taught, look, certain things are dangerous. And sometimes it will ignite. Many a times a person feels that many a things are spoken about, that this sin, this is fire, and that sin is fire. This fire, Allah knows best well what kind of fire this is. Hazrat Mufti Shafi Sahib Rahmatullahi says, it is all real fire. It is right there. The person says, I can't see anything happening. In the hadith it comes, person eats the wealth of an orphan. In the Quran Sharif also Allah Ta'ala says, they are eating fire in their bellies. person says, where is the fire? I can't see anything. You serve somebody's inheritance, nothing happened. Mufti Shafi Sahib gives example. He says, this is like, for example, if there is a gas leak, so the gas leak, it's there in the atmosphere. You can't see anything but. And what I was told is that the smell of that gas is something that is artificially put into it. It is not naturally there. Naturally it's without smell. It doesn't have any odor. It's odorless. That smell is deliberately put into it because it's such a dangerous thing. If that smell is not added to it, that odor is not added to it, you won't even know when there's a gas leak. And as a result, it can be very dangerous. So that has been added just for the safety factor, as a precaution. So now that gas is all over in the atmosphere, but nothing can be seen. And sometimes something happens and the whole place ignites. Now when the whole place ignited, and there's a huge inferno suddenly, the person says, but what happened? One small match somewhere, and what happened? One small thing and all this happened, such a big fire. So such a big fire didn't happen with a small match. It was a gas that was being released over time. 
which filled the atmosphere. Now one small match ignited the whole thing and everything burned down. One small spark ignited the whole thing and everything burned down. But it wasn't that small spark only. It was that gas that was released over a long period of time and nothing was done to switch that off. So like that, many times, there are numerous things that a person con- continues to commit. And all this is releasing that gas in the atmosphere around him. And no toba is there. There's no regret, nothing. Now one small spark flies from somewhere. Something somewhere happens. One small unrated thing happens. Person just said something out of turn somewhere. Something, somebody just uh, stumbled on. And suddenly everything crashes. Everything suddenly burns down. Now the person says, but what happened? How did this happen? A small thing like this. So it's not the small thing. It's a whole combination of things. So, this is the thing that a person needs to all the time be fearing that we have to stand in front of Allah wa ta'ala. And this mujahada, mujadala with the nafs, this fight from within, this is something we'll have to continue lifelong. There is no time that a person can say, right, my work is done, I'm now over with this, I got nothing else to worry about, I can relax. This is a lifelong thing, but this is what makes a person. This is what takes him closer to Allah wa ta'ala, and on this is what all the promises of Allah Ta'ala. If you look into the lives of the Sahaba Ikram, the lives of the Ahlullah, this is what the message we get. How they go about battling this nafs right along until the last moment. Until that day comes, a person cannot be feeling that he is safe. Imam Ahmad ibn Hanbal in his last moments, in his last moments, he is saying suddenly, Abi Nahi, La Hattalan. So when he, in that moment, he was not fully conscious. So when he again gained consciousness, so those around him asked him, that, what, what are you saying? Not yet. So at that time, Shaitan appeared in front of him. And he's saying that now you have been spared from me. You have been saved from my clutches. So I replied to Shaitan, not yet. I still got life in me. And I'm still not complacent and feeling safe about myself. That I am a person of that caliber. person who had spent his life in devotion to Allah wa ta'ala, in the knowledge of deen, in propagating the knowledge of deen. And he's in his last moments. He's saying, not yet. Until there is life, I'm not yet saved completely. Only after I'm gone, then everything is fine. Before that, I can't be sure about myself. So, this is what we have to be constantly reflecting upon, pondering upon, that we have to stand in front of Allah on, one, on the day of Qiyamah, answer about our deeds. So, whether it is our ibadat, our mu'amalat, our mu'asharat, our akhlaq, everything to reflect upon it. What answer can I, will I have to give about this, about that, about that. This is what will make a person conscious to do things the way Allah has ordered. Allah give me also the tawfiq. Give all of us a tawfiq. Wa akhiru da'wana alhamdulillah. Allahumma salli ala Sayyidina Muhammad wa 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 ala Sayyidina Muhamm
تو بھی مگر غفار ہے یا رب بخش دے میرے سارے گناہ اب تو رہے بس تادم آخر ورد زبائے میرے الہ لا الہ الا اللہ 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 محمد الرسول اللہ صلی اللہ تبارک و تعالی علیہ وعلا آلہ و اصحابہ و اصحابہ و بارک و سلم تسلیما کثیرا کثیرا اللہ جل جلاله عم نوانه راز را غیر خدا محرم نبود 
ہر تمنا دل سے رخصت ہو گئی اب تو آ جا اب تو خلوت ہو گئی ہر تمنا دل سے رخصت ہو گئی اب تو آ جا اب تو خلوت ہو گئی مٹا دے اپنی ہستی کو چھوڑ دے ساری بستی کو بستی بستی کہتا جا اللہ 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 محمد الرسول اللہ صلی اللہ تبارک و تعالی علیہ وعلا آلہ و اصحابہ و اصحابہ و بارک و سلم تسلیما کثیرا کثیرا اللہم لک الحمد کلہ و لک شکر کلہ اللہم لا نحسی ثنان علیک انت کما اثنیت علی نفسک جز اللہ عنا نبینا محمدا صلی اللہ علیہ وسلم بما ہوا اہلو ربنا غلمنا انفسنا و علم تخفل لنا و ترحمنا لنکونن من الخاسرین رب اخفر وارحم وعفو وتکرم وتجاوز عما تعلم انکا انت العز الاکرم اللہم ان قلوبنا و نواصینا و جوارحنا بیدک لم تملکنا منها شیئا فَإِذَا فَعَلْتَ ذَلِكَ بِنَا فَكُنْ أَنْتَ وَلِيَّنَا وَهْدِنَا إِلَى سَوَاءِ السَّبِيلِ اللہم ارنا الحق حق ورزقنا اتباعه وارنا الباطل باطل ورزقنا اجتنابه ربنا هب لنا من ازواجنا وذرياتنا قرة اعين وجعلنا للمتقين اماما ربنا فاغفر لنا ذنوبنا وكفر عنا سيئاتنا وتوفنا مع الابرار ربنا وآتنا ما وعدتنا على رسلك ولا تخزنا يوم القيامة إنك لا تخلف المعاد اللهم ثبتنا على الإيمان وأمتنا على الإيمان وحشرنا يوم القيامة مع الإيمان يا مقلب القلوب ثبت قلوبنا على دينك يا مصرف القلوب صرف قلوبنا على طاعتك إله العالمين يا الله همبري جنهجار خطاكار مجرم الہ العالمین سر سے پیر تک گناہوں میں ڈوبے ہوئے ہیں یا اللہ الہ العالمین محض اپنے فضل و کرم سے ہماری پوری پوری مغفرت فرما الہ العالمین پوری امت کی پوری پوری مغفرت فرما الہ العالمین فگیو آل آور میجر این مائنہ سنز یا اللہ الہ العالمین فگیو دی سنز دی کمٹرد ان دی ڈاکنس آف دی نائٹ یا اللہ فگیو دی سنز دی کمٹرد ان دی لائٹ آف دی دی یا اللہ الہ العالمین یا اللہ فگیو دی گریٹ شیملسنس آف آور یا اللہ 
Ilahul Alamin, you were watching everything, Ya Allah. You knew what is going through our hearts, Ya Allah. You knew where our eyes are looking, Ya Allah. You knew what our ears were listening to, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, you knew what our hands were holding, Ya Allah. You knew in which direction our feet were walking, Ya Allah. And we were still so shameless that we still did what we did, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, you are regretting this shamelessness, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, you forgive us, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, you forgive all our major and minor sins, Ya Allah. Forgive us, Ya Allah. Forgive our families, Ya Allah. Forgive our relatives, Ya Allah. Forgive our friends, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, forgive the entire ummah of Rasulullah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Ilahul Alamin, clean us from every sin like the day we were born, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, we have gained nothing from sinning, Ya Allah. We have only increased our anxiety, Ya Allah. We have increased our problems, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, we have become more distanced away from you, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, how can we ever get any peace when we are far away from you, Ya Allah? Ilahul Alamin, you forgive us, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, make us close to you, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, Ya Allah, Ya Allah. You ya Allah, grant us the reality, Ya Allah, of Ya Allah, how to gain your qurb, Ya Allah, how to get near to you, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, put the hatred of sin in our hearts, Ya Allah. Put the hatred of sin in our hearts, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, let us hate sin like how we hate filth, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, put the love of a'mal, good a'mal in our hearts, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, put the sweetness of ibadat in our hearts, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, put the pleasure of salah in our hearts, Ya Allah. Make salah the coolness of our eyes, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, give us the sweetness of dua, Ya Allah. Give us the sweetness of tilawat and zikr, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, Ya Allah, you forgive us, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, Ya Allah, you enable us to spend every moment of our life in your obedience, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, all the, throughout the world, wherever the Muslims are suffering, remove their hardships and difficulties, Ya Allah. Indeed, this is as a result of our actions, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, grant us a tawfiq of those actions and bring down your rahmat, Ya Allah. Save us and save the entire ummah from those actions and bring down your azab and wrath, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, Ya Allah, you protect us from all the fitna and fasad, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, protect us, Ya Allah. Protect our families and children, Ya Allah. Protect our friends and relatives, Ya Allah. Protect the entire ummah, Ya Allah, from all the fitna and fasad, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, don't leave us to ourselves for one breath of, Ya Allah, for one moment also, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, we are too weak, Allah. We are not capable of protecting ourselves, Ya Allah. We are dependent every breath and every moment on your protection, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, you engulf us in your protection, Ya Allah. Shower your protection upon us, Ya Allah. Keep us in your protection, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, Ya Allah. You save our hearts, Ya Allah, from all sin, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, fill our hearts with your love, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, let every fiber of our body be permeated with your love, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, Ya Allah, grant us the love of Rasulullah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. That love which will make us follow him in every facet of life, Ya Allah. In every step of life, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, grant us the love of the sunnah of Rasulullah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Put the hatred of the ways of the enemies of Nabi Islam in our hearts, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, Ya Allah, you grant us ikhlas and sincerity in everything, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, Ya Allah, let us do everything solely for your pleasure, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, clean our hearts out from all the evil qualities, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, wash our hearts out of the pride, the arrogance, the malice, the jealousy, the hatred, Ya Allah, from all the other evil qualities, Ya Allah. Grant us the haqiqat and reality of tawazu, Ya Allah. Give us the true humility, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, Ya Allah, fill our hearts with generosity, Ya Allah. Fill our hearts with love, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, Ya Allah, fill our hearts with compassion for the ummah, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you grant us the ability to do all that which Rasulullah taught us to do, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, Ya Allah, all the work of deen that is taking place, accept it, Ya Allah. Make it a means of hidayat, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you protect the madaris, Ya Allah. Protect the makatib, Ya Allah. Protect the masajid, Ya Allah. 
Ilahul Alamin protect the Marakis of Deen, Ya Allah, protect all the Khanqas, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin protect the Haramain Sharifain, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, Ya Allah, protect the Muslims and all their institutions and all their work from the schemes of the enemies, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, Ya Allah, you make everything a means of Hidayat, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you forgive the mistakes, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, you enable us to do what is correct, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you keep us with Iman, Ya Allah. Take us with Iman, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, take us on Tawbat and Nasuh, Ya Allah. Grant us a death on perfect Iman, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, take us at the time that you are pleased with us and we are pleased with you, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, Ya Allah, save us from death in a condition of sin, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, Ya Allah. Enable us to remember our death all the time, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, when nafs and shaitan are tempting us, Ya Allah. Enable us to remember our death at the time, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, save us from all haram, Ya Allah. Save us from the temptations of nafs and shaitan, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, Ya Allah, Ya Allah. Grant us, Ya Allah, shafat of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Ya Allah. Grant us his intercession, Ya Allah. Grant us the water of kawsar from his mubarak hands, Ya Allah. Grant us Jannatul Firdaus without any reckoning, Ya Allah. We are not capable of giving any account of our deeds, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, if you'll take us to task, we'll be destroyed, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, Ya Allah. Grant us Jannatul Firdaus without any reckoning, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, all those who have passed away from our families, from the entire Ummah, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, fill their covers with nur, Ya Allah. Give them the highest stages in the akhirat, Ya Allah. Make their complete maghfirat, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, give them high stages in Jannatul Firdaus, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, especially our parents who may have passed away, Ya Allah. Fill their covers with nur, Ya Allah. Make their complete maghfirat, Ya Allah. Give them the highest stages in the akhirat, Ya Allah. Those of our parents who are alive, Ya Allah. Give them sihat and afiyat, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, enable us to honor them, serve them, make their khidmat, Ya Allah. Enable us to take their duas, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, all those who have made any ihsan upon us, give them the best rewards of their ihsan, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, those who have any rights upon us, Ya Allah, enable us to fulfill their rights, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, forgive us, Ya Allah, forgive the entire ummah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Ilahul Alameen, make our children the coolness of our eyes, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, use us and them for the service of your deen, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, you safeguard the youth of the ummah, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, protect the women of the ummah, Ya Allah. Protect the men of the ummah, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, you safeguard us from all the fitna and fasad, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, you accept us for your deen, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, keep us in effort of deen, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, keep us till our last moment in the effort of deen, Ya Allah. Use each one of us for the service of your Mubarak deen, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, grant us halal and tayyib rizq, Ya Allah. Save us from every drop and grain of haram, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, grant us barqa in our rizq, Ya Allah. All those who have any kind of difficulties and problems, Ya Allah, financial difficulties. Ya Allah, remove all their difficulties with afiyat, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, those who are in debts, Ya Allah, give them, Ya Allah, means of fulfilling those debts with ease, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, those who are without jobs, without, Ya Allah, any means of sustenance. Ya Allah, you grant them halal rizq, Ya Allah. Give them... Halal means of sustenance, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, all those who are sick, give them shifai, kamila, ajila, mustamirra, daima, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, you are the know of the unseen, Ya Allah. All those who have raised their hands in front of you today, Ya Allah. You are the know of each one's needs, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, fulfill each one's needs from your ghayb, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, remove each one's difficulties and hardships, Ya Allah. Protect and safeguard each one of us, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, all those who asked us to make dua for them. Ilahul Alameen, fulfill all their needs, Ya Allah. Remove all their difficulties and hardships, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, all that Rasulullah asked for, Ya Allah, we are also begging for the same, Ya Allah. Whatever your Nabi Sallallahu sought refuge from, Ya Allah, you grant us protection as well, Ya Allah. Allahumma inna nas'aluka min khayri ma sa'alaka minhu nabiyyuka wa habibuka sayyiduna Muhammadun sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Wa na'udhu bika min sharri masta'adaka minhu nabiyyuka wa habibuka sayyiduna Muhammadun sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Anta al-musta'an wa alayka al-balaag wa la hawla wa la quwata illa billahi al-aliyyil azim. 